Let us open the worship of God by turning to Exodus chapter 9. Exodus chapter 9. It is a high and holy and humbling privilege to represent the Most High God in declaring the truth of His Word. I'd like to read a few verses here beginning at verse 13 when the Lord directed Moses to go and give a short speech to Pharaoh. And it's one that we'll be relying on later today as we look in Romans chapter 9 and see this passage referred to. Exodus chapter 9 beginning at verse 13. And the Lord said unto Moses, Rise up early in the morning and stand before Pharaoh and say unto him, Thus saith the Lord God of the Hebrews, Let my people go, that they may serve me. For I will at this time send all my plagues upon thine heart, and upon thy servants, and upon thy people, that thou mayest know that there is none like me in all the earth. For now I will stretch out my hand, that I may smite thee and thy people with pestilence, and thou shalt be cut off from the earth. And in very deed, for this cause have I raised thee up, for to show in thee my power, and that my name may be declared throughout all the earth. As yet exaltest thou thyself against my people, that thou wilt not let them go? Behold, Tomorrow about this time I will cause it to rain a very grievous hail, such as hath not been in Egypt since the foundation thereof, even until now. Send therefore now and gather thy cattle and all that thou hast in the field, for upon every man and beast which shall be found in the field and shall be not, and shall not be brought home, the hail shall come down upon them and they shall die. He that feared the word of the Lord among the servants of Pharaoh made his servants and his cattle flee into the houses. And he that regarded not the word of the Lord left his servants and his cattle in the field. Amen and amen. Amen. Here is a preacher of God's word declaring God's message directly to the face of the greatest king on earth at that time and telling him that if he did not let God's people go from his nation, that he would send a batch of further plagues upon his heart and upon his people, and that he would stretch out his mighty hand and destroy this man. And that in fact, Pharaoh's existence and Pharaoh's position in the throne of power in Egypt was by God's ordaining power and sovereign providence, and that in fact his existence was for the greater glory of God to be spread throughout all the earth. And then he asks again there in that 17th verse, Are you sure you don't want to let them go? It's in a form of a question. Are you going to let them go or not? And I want to give a warning about what's going to happen immediately. And that is a hail is going to come and destroy whatever is in the field. And it said that some of Pharaoh's servants feared the word of the Lord. And they fled. And they got their cattle into shelter. And others did not and would have been destroyed according to the man of God's word. Today we're going to hear about Pharaoh. And there's words in it for us. Do we fear the Lord and do we fear the word of the Lord like we should 
And is it going to have an effect upon us? Or will we simply hear mere words today and go out of this place with it not changing, altering, affecting, or convicting our lives? Every man has that choice. There's a question mark before you sent from the God of heaven as to what you will do with his word this day. I thank God that we know the Lord God of the Hebrews as described in the 13th verse. He is the Lord Jehovah. I am that I am. There was no such deity in all of Egypt. And here there was a great contrast being made between the gods of the Egyptians and the great living and true God of the Hebrews. He is our God. And we're thankful for Him. And we're thankful for His sovereign power and for the demonstration of that power in His mighty works. And we're going to remember them today. And we want to honor and glorify Him that His name will be declared right here in this place far from Egypt, but yet in our hearts, a wonderful display of the sovereign power of our God. Let us humbly bow our heads and with joy tremble before the Most High and ask His blessing upon us. Almighty God and the Lord Jehovah, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ and our Father by predestinated adoption, we bless and we praise Thee. We thank Thee, Heavenly Father, for holy, inspired Scripture, by which we are able to read a true account of events that took place in Egypt between the great prophet Moses and Pharaoh, king of Egypt. Heavenly Father, we humble ourselves before Thee and acknowledge that by nature we are no different than Pharaoh. And yet, O Lord, we thank Thee that you have mercy upon whom you will have mercy, and whom you will you harden. You hardened him, and you have mercifully saved us. And we bless and praise your holy name. Heavenly Father, let us be like those wise servants that feared the word of the Lord, and followed the instructions given by Moses. And yet, O Lord, we have been given a measure of grace far beyond them. And we pray that we would be faithful with that measure today. O Lord, we lift up the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, Thy only begotten Son, our Lord and Savior, King of kings and Lord of lords. We bless and praise Thee for raising Him from the dead and setting Him at Your own right hand in the heavenly places. We thank Thee that You gave Him a rod of iron and He dashes the nations in pieces and all those that raise their voice and minds against Thee. We bless Thee and praise Thee for Him, for He is our Savior, and He is the great difference among men. For, O Lord, it is not possible for You to clear the guilty or to acquit the wicked without the substitution of the Lord Jesus Christ. We thank Thee that You devised such a plan and that He was willing to lay down His life for us, that He saw His seed. And, Heavenly Father, You were satisfied with the sacrifice and we shall be forever in your presence, the great recipients of mercy in five phases. We thank and we praise thee and bless thee in this hour. Forgive us our sins. Receive our praise from thankful lips for all that you have done for us, naturally, nationally, spiritually, and by every other measure. We are indeed blessed, and we thank thee. Heavenly Father, be with us in this assembly 
and be with all assemblies of your saints in every place that call upon thee in sincerity and in truth. Heavenly Father, grant them and us a measure of thy spirit to open our hearts, our ears, our eyes, and our understanding that we might lay hold of these things and love them and that in loving them we might keep them and in keeping them we might obey thee in every part of our lives. Heavenly Father, help us to this end. Forgive us all our sins. Forgive us our neglect and forgetfulness of thee in thy mighty works. And Heavenly Father, turn us into the paths of righteousness. O Lord God, we bless and praise thee that throughout history you have shown forth your elective purpose in the lives of men. And we thank thee for that elective purpose in our lives, and we are bound to give thanks to thee for it. For you have chosen us from the beginning to salvation through sanctification of the spirit and belief of the truth. Keep us in that truth, O Lord. Let us not wander into the congregation of the dead or out of the way of understanding. But, O Lord, direct our minds and thoughts, our lives and actions into thy holy word. We commit this assembly, the one that follows, and as much time as you'll give us in this earth to your honor and glory and the service and obedience of the Lord Jesus Christ, in whose name we pray, amen. Amen.